the passage of scripture that's going to undergird our message uh, today. And we are still in the three-part sermon series, Love Is As Love Does. And of course, this is the second part uh, of our three-part sermon series. And the passage of scripture is Matthew, the 22nd chapter, uh, it's verses 34 through 40. And it reads from the New Revised Standard Version, When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest, this is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The word of the Lord. So I want to talk about today no ordinary kind of love. You know, there's a, a popular song, uh, a Christian and gospel song by Erica Campbell, who is one part of Mary Mary. And she has a song with the, her, the hook lyrics that states, I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? You know, all the song, although the song is pretty catchy and, and it really sounds great and I think it is contextually and theologically sound, her questions and this lyrics, you know, to be honest, it's a little cray cray to the believers of God. Like, like really, like who don't love God? Who, why in the world would someone even have to ask a question like that, considering that God has done so much for us? Well, my friends, we're living in a day and time where love ha- has become or is becoming replaced with convenience, uh, like a quid pro quo type of uh, affair, or it's becoming more of a selfish way of thinking. My friends, I guess in the worldly sense, love is just another secondhand emotion, as Tina Turner said in her song. However, my friends... I argue that love is indeed essential to our soul's survival with God and and is very essential to the way that we have communal relationship with one another. Simply put, my friends, we need love. No matter how much you twist it or you turn it. It is impossible to truly love ourselves or anyone else until we learn how to first love in the spirit of God. See, God, and I said this last week, that God expects us to love. 
And God's love is not an ordinary kind of love. You know, this Matthew text reminds us that love is still at the heart of our lives. We were created in the essence of love. We were were created with love as the first premise of God for us. Love is expected of us. And Jesus made it clear when he told the lawyer, the Pharisee, he he told him in this text, he, he said, you shall love the Lord your God. Now catch this most important part, my friends. With your whole heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. Not a convenient type of love. Don't love God just because uh, uh, at the times when you need God to do something. You know we have a tendency to do that. Like, like, like a child does a parent. Daddy, when the last time I told you I love you? I don't know. Well, this is what I need from you, Dad. Well, we do the same thing with God. You know, and and this answer to the Pharisees' test, let us know that God is indeed a jealous God. Where God tells us, uh, even in Exodus, he, he tells us that we should not put any other God before our almighty God. And our uh, God or our worldly God could could be something as simple as pride. Or it it can be something as as simple as a material possession. Not not to say we're not, not supposed to have pride or we're not supposed to be a good steward of the things that God blesses. But when those things become more important than the way we love God, then our, our love is in the wrong place. Whenever we love God with our whole hearts, all of our souls and all of our mind, we are telling God that we appreciate God. We are telling God that we appreciate the fact that through God's grace, God allows us to be engrafted and adopted into God's holy family, a royal priesthood. However, my friends, It doesn't stop there. To intensify the importance of love, when we go back to this Matthew text, we find Jesus telling this Pharisee lawyer, he said, wait a minute. I have another commandment. And it's likened to the first. He he says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know, my friends, that's all well and fine. And, you know, it sounds so great because it is in the old King James version. You know, that's one of those some of those red words. So if it's red, that meant God meant something by it. And when we think about that, it's all well and fine because it's in red print. But. But what about the neighbor? That gets on our last nerve. You know that crazy neighbor. The neighbor that's rude and obnoxious. The neighbor that parks on your lawn or parks in your parking lot without your permission. What about that neighbor that doesn't look, think, or act like us? 
Did Jesus forget about those people when he spoke those words in that text? How in the world could I love crazy people, God? Well, my friends, I have some simple solutions. First, we love our neighbors, not with the societal opinions, but we love them with the love of God. Secondly, we don't love people. Let's be truthful, Sharon. We, we don't love people with our love because our love in general does not equate to the love of God. We love people with the love of God, which means we have to first connect into God's love. And as we loving God, then I'm bold enough to, to say this, that when we are loving God with our whole hearts, with our whole souls and all of our minds, then it's easy for us to love others. Because, again, it's not our love in the first place. It's God's love that's flowing through us. When you have a hard time loving those rude and obnoxious people, it's because you're judging them by your own standards. But, and that's real. Let's, let's tell the truth. We all are judging folks. That's what we do as adults. Now, children are a little bit more innocent, and, and I love the innocence of children. But it takes work for, for, for us to look at people and love people the way that God look and love us. I said this in a Thursday Bible study, and I'm trying not to go off into a tangent, that, that we do that. And John Wesley said that we do those things by our works of piety, not that we are, 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 are allowing ourselves to forget about grace, because grace is more important than works. However, when we participate in those acts of Piety, like reading our Bible, like being in fellowship with one another, being in prayer, uh, concentrating on consistent, healthy living, taking part of the sacraments. We begin to increase or enhance our relationship with God and it makes us love God even more. But John Wesley said that the acts of piety doesn't stop there, which is which is encompassing of love. If you love God and you're having that relationship with God, it'll be easy for you to participate in the works of mercy. You'll be able to love your neighbors, especially the ones who are hungry, especially the ones who are struggling with mental health issues or are struggling with homelessness. Even if you simply have to pray for them, that is part of loving your neighbors, especially the ones who are different from us. In fact, my friends, this kind of love is not an ordinary kind of love. No ordinary kind of love is when our educators go the extra mile to teach and serve our children day in and day out. No ordinary kind of love is when our caretakers and security force make our place of worship 
comfortable and safe. No ordinary kind of love is when our wonderful admin staff here at Central work diligent all week to keep our church effectively moving forward. No ordinary kind of love is when our city and county civil service workers Keep our beloved Florence flourishing and growing greatly. No ordinary kind of love is when our healthcare workers, our retail workers, our, uh, those folks working in hospitality and tourism and restaurant, the restaurant staff help us to experience great service and fun. No ordinary kind of love or these types of love. My friends, love. The way we love God, the way we love our neighbors, these are the greatest commandments. And I believe, my friends, that all of us, all of us, we're up to the task of following them with zeal and passion. And finally, my friends, let us. Love as we dare greatly. God is expecting us to love God and love our neighbors. The choice is ours to obey or disobey. No ordinary kind of love. So those questions, or that one question as I started off. Do you love God? I hope you love God. And if you don't, what's wrong with you?